Welcome to Zichud Dov Siman Memor by Avram Golder and today we're in Sukkah Dov Chav Gimel, the second parak in Yashin Tachazamita. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah on the bottom of Dov Chav Beis Amabe stated, Osu Sukkah Sbrosha Agal Brosha Svina Kesherev. One makes a Sukkah on the top of a wagon or on the top of a ship, it's kosher. The Gemara asks who the town of the Mishnah is and answers that it's Rabbi Kiva, based on a brace that states from a Gamliel holds that a sukkah on a ship is possible and Rabbi Kiva says it's kosher. The brace relates that Rabbi Kiva built a sukkah on a ship and the next day it blew over. Rabbi Gamliel asked him rhetorically, Akiva, where's your sukkah now? Abai said that both Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Kiva agree. Where the sukkah is so flimsy it cannot withstand a usual land wind, it's nothing, it's certainly puzzle. If it's dirty enough to withstand a usual land wind, they both agree that it's kosher. The only disagree where it's possible to withstand a usual land wind, but cannot withstand an unusual land wind, which Rashi says is the equivalent of a usual sea wind. Ramagamliu holds sukkah dearest keva be'inan. A sukkah needs to be a fixed dwelling and must be able to withstand a normal sea wind. Rabbi Kiva holds sukkah dearest arai be'inan. And since it can withstand a normal land wind, it's kosher. Pointing to the Mishnah and Davcha base also stated, Al-Gabi Gamo Keshera Ve'inu Onu Labiyantav. A sukkah on the back of a camel is kosher, but one may not go up into it on Yantav. Gemara Adav says that the Tana of the Mishnah is Rabbi Meir, for it was taught in the Braisa, if one makes a sukkah on the back of an animal, Rabbi Meir is maksha the sukkah and Rabbi Yehuda is posola. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Yehuda's reason for invalidating the sukkah is based on the pasuk that states, Chagas sukkos tansalach shivas yamim. The festival of sukkahs you shall make for yourself for seven days. Sukkah rui l'shiva shma sukkah. From here we derive that a sukkah that's fit for use for all seven days is deemed a kosher sukkah. But if it cannot be used for all seven days, it's not deemed a sukkah. Since the sukkah atop an animal may not be used on the first day of sukkahs, which is yantiv, because of the Durabana against mounting an animal on yantiv, it's disqualified for the mitzvah altogether. Rabbi Meir holds, Hanami Midaraisa This sukkah is fit Midaraisa for all seven days, and it's only the Rabbanan that decreed against it. And point number three, the Gemara brings up rice in which Rabbi Meir rules that a live animal may not be used as a sukkah wall, and Rabbi Yudah permits it. The Gemara asks what Rabbi Meir's reason is, and Abai said, Shematamus. Rabbi Meir is concerned that it might die and collapse to the ground in Yantav, thereby leaving the sukkah without one of its requisite walls. Rabbi Zerah said to Shemativrach, Rabbi Meir is concerned that it might run away. The Gemara goes through an extensive analysis and asks, according to Abai, what concern is there that the animal might die if it's held up by cords from above, preventing it from collapsing? The Gemara answers that there are times that one stands the animal so that its top reaches to less than three tfachim from the schach in a sukkah that's only ten tfachim high, and once it dies, it shrinks slightly so that the top is three tfachim or more from the schach and will not be on his mind to repair the defective wall since it's not noticeably defective. So once again, the three topics are number one, the mission on the bottom of Chab Beis Ambeis stated, if one makes a suck on the top of a wagon or on the top of a ship, it's kosher. The Gemara asks who the ton of the Mishnah is and answers that it's Rabbi Kiva based on a brisa that states the Rabbi Gamliel holds that a suck on a ship is puzzle and Rabbi Kiva says it's kosher. The brisa relates that Rabbi Kiva built a suck on a ship and the next day it blew over and Rabbi Gamliel asked him rhetorically, Akiva, where's your suck now? Abai said that both Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Kiva agree. Where the sukkah is so flimsy that it cannot withstand a usual land wind, it's nothing and certainly puzzle. If it's sturdy enough to withstand a usual land wind, they both agree that it's kosher. The only disagree where it's possible to withstand a usual land wind, but cannot withstand an unusual land wind, which what she says is the equivalent of a usual sea wind. Ramagamliel holds a sukkah needs 
to be a fixed dwelling and must be able to withstand a normal sea wind. Rabbi Kiva holds Sukkah's Dirus Arabi'ina, and since it can stand a normal land wind, it's kosher. Point number two, the Mishnah on Daf Chabez Amabez also stated, A sukkah on the back of a camel is kosher, but one may not go up into it on Yantav. The Gemara on Ardav says that the ton of the Mishnah is Rabbi Mir, for it was taught in a brisa, Rabbi Mir Makshir, Rabbi Yudah Posov. One makes a sukkah on the back of an animal. Rabbi Mir is Makshir the sukkah and Rabbi Yudah's Posov. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Yudah's reason for invalidating the sukkah is based on the Pasuk that states, Chag the festival of sukkahs you shall make for yourself for seven days. Sukkah, Rui Lashiva, Shema Sukkah. From here we derive that a sukkah that is fit for all seven days is deemed a kosher sukkah. But if it cannot be used for all seven days, it is not deemed a sukkah. Now, since a sukkah atop an animal may not be used on the first day of sukkahs, which is Yantav, because of the Durabana against mounting an animal on Yantav, it's disqualified for the mitzvah altogether. Rebmer holds anami midaris mechzachazi v'rabban hu degaz rabba. This sukkah is fit midaris for all seven days, and it's only the rabban in the decreed against it. And point number three, the Gemara brings a brace in which Rebbe Meir rules that a live animal may not be used as a sukkah wall, and Rebbe Yehuda permits it. The Gemara asks what Rebbe Meir's reason is, and Abai said shemetamus. Rebbe Meir is concerned that it might die and collapse to the ground in Yantiv, thereby leaving the sukkah without one of its requisite walls. Rabbi Zerah said, Shemativrach. Rabbi Meir is concerned that it might run away. Now the Gemara goes through an extensive analysis and asks, according to Abaya, what concern is there that the animal might die if it's held up by cords from above, preventing it from collapsing? The Gemara answers that there are times that one stands the animal so that its top reaches to less than three tefachim from the schach in a sukkah that's only ten tefachim high. And once it dies, it shrinks slightly so that its top is three tefachim or more from the schach, and will not be on his mind to repair the defective wall, since it's not noticeably defective. Alright, so now we go to our simmer of Chav Gimel, and we're actually making a change on the simmon. We are retiring the simmon of Keg for Chav Gimel, and the new simmon is going to be Kuglach. I want to thank Ashley Weiss from Lakewood, New Jersey, for this new simmon. Kuglach is going to be our simmon. I'll explain it in an announcement that I'm going to be making here in Zichru, the reason why. But now the simmon is Kuglach, it's a little middle dice that the kids throw up and they try to catch. And that is a new simon for Chav Gimel. I don't believe it's going to be a great point of confusion. You'll get used to it. So no worries for those who use keg in the previous mesectas. Well, they will remain keg from brachas all the way through Yuma. And now going weiter from Mesechah Sukkah on, the simon for Chav Gimel is going to be Kugelach. So here goes. When the Kugelch championship taking place in the sukkah on the boat suddenly stopped when the sukkah blew away, the kids were transported in sukkahs on top of camels to a sukkah that had a dead animal held up by cords as one of its walls. Once again, in slow motion. When the Kugelch championship, Kugelch championship, that must be one of Chav Gimel. When the Kugelach championship taking place in the sukkah on the boat suddenly stopped when the sukkah blew away, which reminds the Gemara says the town of the Mishnah that a sukkah on top of an agala or Sfina's kosher is Rabbi Kiva who argues with Rabbi Gamliel. A Bryce relates Rabbi Kiva built a sukkah on a ship and the next day it blew over and Rabbi Gamliel asked him rhetorically, Akiva, where's your sukkah now? Abai said that Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Kiva disagree where it's possible for the sukkah to withstand a usual land wind, but cannot withstand an unusual land wind, which Rashi says is the equivalent of a usual sea wind. From Gamliel holds sukkah's dearest kevabainan, a sukkah needs to be a fixed dwelling and must be able to withstand a normal sea wind. Rabbi Kiva holds that sukkah's dearest arabainan, and since it can withstand a normal land wind, 
It's kosher. So when the Kugelach championship taking place in the sukkah on the boat suddenly stopped when the sukkah blew away, the kids were transporting sukkahs on top of camels, which reminds the Gmoran Arkdav says that the Tana of the Mishnah that states that a sukkah on top of a camel is kosher is Rabbi Meir, who argues with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds that we derive from Chag Sukkos Tatsu Choshivas Yamim, the festival sukkahs you shall make for yourself for seven days, sukkah Rui Goshiva Shema Sukkah, that a sukkah that is fit for use for all seven days is deemed a kosher sukkah. But if it cannot be used for all seven days, it is not deemed a sukkah. Since a sukkah on top of an animal may not be used on the first day of sukkahs, which is yantav because of the rabban against mounting an animal on yantav, it's disqualified from the mitzvah altogether. Rabbi Meir holds the sukkah is fit with the rice for all seven days, and it's only the rabban and the decreed against it. So when the Kuluch championship taking place on the sukkah on the boat suddenly stopped when the sukkah blew away, the kids were transporting sukkahs on top of camels to a sukkah that had a dead animal held up by cords as one of its walls. Which reminds the Gemara brings a bryson which Rebimir rules that a live animal may not be used as a sukkah wall. The Gemara asks what Rebimir's reason is, and Abai said Shematamus, and Rabbi Zera said Shematibrach, maybe it'll run away. The Gemara asks according to Abai, what concern is there that the animal might die if it's held up by cords from above, preventing it from collapsing? The Gemara answers that there are times that one stands an animal so that its top reaches to less than three tefachim from the schach, and a silka that's only ten tefachim high, and once it dies, it shrinks slightly, so the top is three tefachim or more from the schach, and it will not be on his mind to repair the defective wall, since it's not noticeably defective. So once again, when the Kuglach championship taking place in the sukkah on the boat suddenly stopped when the sukkah blew away, the kids were transporting sukkahs on top of camels to a sukkah that had a dead animal held up by cords as one of its walls. All right, now it's time for a four-blot back Hazorah. Gafyutes, so the similar Gafyutes is a yacht. So here goes. The adults on the Chomod Yacht Trip, Yacht Trip, that must be one Daf Yutes. The adults on the Chomod Yacht Trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the Psal, the protruded outside the Sukkahs, which reminds us, Atanata, Psal, Yotzmin, a Sukkah, Nidun, Kasukkah, Psal, referring to Schach that sticks out of the Sukkah, is treated like a Sukkah. Ula said this refers to sticks of Schach that extend behind the Sukkah, and one might have thought that since his walls were initially for the interior of the main Sukkah, and were not made for the extension, which is outside, one could argue the extension does not have valid walls. The Bryce is coming to teach that it is valid. Rabbi Rav Yosef said they were doing sticks of schach that protrude in front of the sukkah, and one wall extends along with it. You might have said that it doesn't have the requirements of a valid sukkah. The Bryce is teaching us that it's valid since the protruding section is not regarded as separate from the sukkah. Two more interpretations are given. So the adults on the Cholamoed Yatrip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states how Osa Sukkoso can mean Srif. If one makes a sukkah like a conical hut, or Shesmachla Kosa, or he leaned it against a wall, Rabbi Eliezer rules in either case that it's possible because it has no roof. The Chami rule that it's kosher because they hold Shipua Olim Ko'olim Damu. Sloping roofs are considered roofs. It was taught in a brace Rabbi Eliezer agrees that if he raised a sukkah that leaned against a wall, a tefach off the ground, or distanced it a tefach from the wall and supported it with pegs, then it is kosher. So the adults on the Cholamoed Yacht Trip enjoyed sitting on deck in the shade under the psal that protruded outside the sukkahs, while the kids playing hide-and-go-seek hid in the sukkah that leaned against the wall, and in another one that had small reed mats that were typically for reclining. Which reminds the next mission introduced to Malchus being the Chami and Rebbelezer regarding when large and small mats, Machasalos, can be used as chach. Davchaf, so the summer Davchaf is a cafe. So here goes. The leather bag cafe, cafe, that must be more in Dav 
Chaf. The leather bag cafe, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a mission in the 80s that taught, Koa Chotzoa's metamin tumay meis, Diva Rabbi Dosa. Rabbi Dosa says that all Chotzoa's are makabal tumas meis, and the Chamim are understood to say they are also makabal tumas midras. Chotzoa's are defined as leather bags. Rashi explains that shepherds use them for pillows when they lie down to rest. Rabbi Dosa holds that since this is not their primary use, and shepherds are not encouraged to lie down on the job, they are not makabal tumas midras. Rashi Laki says they are machasolas mamish, real math. So, the Leather Bag Cafe, where guests occasionally sat on mats to regal and forgotten Torah from the newly arrived sages from Bavel, which reminds us of how Rachel Lakish recalled Rebichia and his son's pshat in the machos between Ridosa and the Chami by first mentioning three times the Torah was forgotten and was retaught by those that came from Bavel. The first one by Ezra Sofer, then Hila Azakain, and then Rebichia and his sons. And Rebichia and his sons said that Ridosa and the Chami are arguing over mats that most people do not designate for sitting on. Rabbi Dosa holds that they are not Makamu Tumas Midras, and the Chamim hold that since some people occasionally sit on them, they are Makabu Tumas Midras. So, the Leatherback Cafe, where guests occasionally sit on mats to relearn forgotten Torah from the newly arrived sages from Bavel, organized beds in their sukkah restaurant on Sukkos for really tired guests to sleep under. Which reminds us, the opening mission of the second barrack states, Hayashin Takhazamitabasukhoyatsirechovasa, one who sleeps under the bed in a sukkah has not fulfilled his chiyuv to dwell in a sukkah. Rashi explains that the bed serves as an independent oil and is a barrier between him and the sukkah. Rabbi Yudah said, It was our practice that we would sleep under the bed in the sukkah in the presence of the zakanim, and they didn't say a word in protest. The Gemara will explain that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the bed is considered an ohel rai, a temporary dwelling. A temporary shelter doesn't supersede the permanent shelter of the sukkah. Davchafov, so the Simmer Davchafov is a car pronounced ka by people from Boston. So here goes. The kids in the ka, ka, that must be more Davchafov. The kids in the ka taking a tour through the Tower Safari Park, who were on the lookout for naturally formed ohels, burrowed by weasels, which reminds Rebuta learns that ko ohel, she'en asubide adam, ain't a ohel. Any ohel that's not made by man is not an ohel with regard to tumah from a gazer shava based on the word ohel, just as the ohel in the case of the Mishkan refers to an ohel made by man, so to here in the case of Tuma, the term ohel refers to a shelter made by man. The Rabbanan who dispute Rabbi Yudan ruled that even a naturally formed oil, such as one burled by a weasel, transmit Tuma, they learn it from the repetitive expressions of ohel, ohel, written in the context of Tuma, that it comes to include the law of Tuma, even by naturally formed ohel. So the kids in the Ka taking a tour through the Tahor Safari Park, who were on the lookout for naturally formed ohels, burled by weasels, were astonished when they saw wide-bellied oxen carrying children down to a stream, which reminds us of more questions whether Rabbi Yehuda indeed holds that ko'ohel she'en osu adam e citing a mission from Par about the children raised in purity so they eventually could draw water for the ikon involved in the paraduma. The Tanakhama holds they rode on top of doors that were on top of oxen as they went down to the stream so they could not become tamim. And Rabbi Yehuda said, well, They would not bring down doors, but rather wide-bellied oxen. It was these oxen that shielded the children from any tumors. We see from here that the Rebuter rules that the naturally formed ohel by the oxen's back constitutes an ohel. When Ravdimi came from Eretz Israel, he said in the name of Lazar, Rebuter agrees in the case of a naturally formed ohel that is large as a fist that it is deemed an ohel. So the kids in the Ka taking a tour through the Tahor Safari Park, who were on the lookout for naturally formed ohels burled by weasels, were astonished when they saw wide-bellied oxen carrying children down to a stream, being led by two Tomei Chachamim involved in casual. Which reminds the Gemara as Menayin Shafil Sichas Tomei Chachamim Srikhalimud, from where we know that even the casual conversation of Tomei Chachamim requires study, for it is stated, Va'alehu Yibo, and whose leaves do not wither. Leaves are the lightest part of the tree, representing a Tomei Chachamim's casual speech, and they do not wither, but endure.
The simmer Chabes is a cab. So here goes. When the cab, cab, that must be more Dav Chabes. When the cab crashed into the Sukkum Muduvelas with the staggered schach, which reminds us, the next mission states, Sukkum Muduvelas v'shesilas marubah machamasa kashera sukkah. That is, Muduvelas and whose shade exceeds its light, it's kosher. Rav said that it's a sukkah aniyah. It means a meager sukkah, one that's covered with a thin layer of schach with many gaps between the various reeds, but no gap is three tvachim wide. Shmuel said the mission refers to a sukkah whose schach is arranged so that one reed is up and one reed is down. And because of this arrangement, the sukkah is more sunlit than shaded. The mission is coming to teach that the sukkah is nonetheless kosher since the sukkah would be more shaded than sunlit if all the schach were on the same level. So when the cab crashed into the sukkah of Muduvrelis with the staggered schach, the upper reeds that were a tefach thick collapsed in between the lower reeds, which reminds us, regarding Shmuel's understanding that the sukkah of Muduvrelis is a sukkah with staggered schach, Abai said that the sukkah is only kosher when there isn't a gap of three tefachim between the upper and lower schach. But if there's a gap of three tefachim, the sukkah is puzzle, for the two levels of schach cannot be viewed as joined together. Rava said that three tefachim of open space is kosher if the reeds of the upper level are tefach wide, the amrin and chavurami. For then we say, lower and cast the upper reed upon the space below. Rava asserts that the chavur only applies if the covering is at least a tefach wide, in which case the covering is wide enough to constitute an oil in its own right. So when the cab crashed into the sukkah muduvrelis with the staggered schach, the upper reeds that were a tefach thick collapsed in between the lower reeds, making the sukkah Dark like a house. Which reminds us that the Mishnah stated, that is thickly covered like a house, even though the stars cannot be seen from inside it, is kosher, but it was taught in a brisa. If the schach is so thick that even the rays of the sun cannot be seen from inside the sukkah, Beishamai puzzles the sukkah and Beishelah's makshir. Rashi explains that according to Beishamai, a sukkah with such thick schach is not like a sukkah at all. It's rather like a house, which is certainly puzzle for the mitzvah. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichum. Wishing you a great day and great learning.